Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let let the the light light in. in. Hi, Janessa, and hello, everybody listening. Welcome back to the Wounded Healers podcast. It's an exciting day on the podcast because we're celebrating one year of existence. Woo, existing. (laughs) (laughs) It is super wild because I think it was November 25th of last year that we started the Wounded Healers podcast, like actually put the first episode out. Wow. And um, now we're now we're here in a whole new year, and lots has happened, but also not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> but one thing that we're really stoked about is like all the guests we've gotten to have on this year. Really special, really cool. Yeah, I mean, this has just been such a cool area of growth for me. I think mm-hmm. like even having a commitment to show up to every fortnight and like be prepared for and be ready for is something that I actually, apart from work, but like it's something that I haven't really done for most of my adult life. So that's been um, really fun. And to see the growth, to like see our confidence build. Um, And yeah, like I never would have just like rocked up for a podcast recording without of like doing some prep at the beginning. (laughs) And I think you, I mean, I'm like, maybe you can tell that actually. Oh, because <laughs> the you ones know that... what? That makes it all the more fun. We are yeah. so in the moment. It's candid, yeah. it's real, it's raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what a fun, what a fun year. And thank you. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to us from episode one to now, wow, thank you so much. Maybe you should like yeah. message us and we should give you. A prize or something message us that's an incredible we might have some little goodies we can send yeah. out do we <laughs> i do we? i think i'm like i'm gonna get some stickers made <laughs> we're gonna get you some goodies just for you guys <laughs> just for you because that's amazing <laughs> yeah that would be cool we did we have discussed in the past getting stickers um Mm-hmm. which would be really fun for like on the back of your phone or on your laptop or yeah. on a notebook or something it would be cool yeah maybe we should mm-hmm. we should get to that yeah message us let yeah. us know if you're listening and if you want that and we will we'll make it happen yeah be the <laughs> catalyst but thank you so much for the hours that you've spent with us yeah so far. we very much appreciate it <laughs> and today um amy brought up a really good idea for a hot or not topic today Mm. it's a little bit deeper but we figure with this one year celebration we can go deep with you guys you guys know us by now so you guys know us you're not gonna judge us um maybe a little but that's okay (laughs) but no it's time for the hard-hitting questions none of this um you know crocs Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) it's the hard-hitting questions okay so the other week um I was surfing through Instagram as you do and I came across a reel by well it wasn't by Jordan Peterson but mentioning a Jordan Peterson quote and I know Jordan Peterson can be quite divisive um so try not to get too hung up on the fact that it was Jordan Peterson that said this and just take it as the quote itself but basically his daughter had J R A J I A J R A um I think there's JRA and then JIA. I think it got changed too oh, later on. Okay, but yeah. yeah. But she had the juvenile arthritis um, when she was really quite little. Um, and he basically, this quote was him saying, never use your illness as an excuse. Life's going to be really hard for you. Um, but what's going to be harder is becoming a victim and giving in and like missing out on the beauty of life. Um, which obviously hit me in the feels um, because I do flip-flop between using my illness as an excuse and not letting it get in my way. Um, So I thought, what a good um, 
hot or not topic using your illness as an excuse Janessa mm-hmm. what are your thoughts it's deep it's a deep one it's super deep yeah because when I think of that um I think that in the past it could have been like super triggering to hear that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like when I first started my journey but now I'm in a place where I'm like oh I can actually reconcile with this better and the ways that I personally have used my chronic illness as an excuse is um to not allow myself to go down a harder path meaning like if there's something I really want to do I will usually try and um override the difficulties of it by finding a way around and I think that's been adaptive from RA but at the same time if you don't really go through the experience and embrace the awkwardness Mm -hmm. and the difficulties you you come out the end of that experience with less of a connection to it less of like a triumph about Mm -hmm. what you've been through and so for me the excuse there is that I have always been like you know what I'm hurting right now I don't want to do the work I don't want to do the work totally so I'm going to kind of skip around and do like half-assed work but what I've found recently is that half-assed work it's just not as impactful and meaningful to me and honestly sometimes I've found that when you try and make your life easier by you know validating excuses as to why you won't put in your full effort you actually end up making it way harder Mm -hmm. like all it took was one big push in the beginning and now you've you're just scooting around like trying to (laughs) trying to make it happen and it's like oh i'm using way more energy just yes that's Mm -hmm. so true um yeah i think for me it's like i completely the, the sentiment of what he's saying absolutely like becoming a victim is worst case scenario and like giving into it that absolutely is worst case scenario but I mean, is there, does using your illness as an excuse, like occasionally, does that mean you have a victim mental- mentality? No, I don't think so. No. And I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's also times you have to be practical and it can be, it can go so far the other way in that you're so determined not to let your illness get in the way of things that you do actually end up hurting yourself and pushing yourself too mm-hmm. far. So it's understanding where you can pinpoint within yourself where you're going to push yourself so far that you're hurting yourself versus when you know you have it in you and you maybe just can't be asked <laughs> and like being mm, aware mm-hmm. of that is um is a real skill yes and also not like the excuse part I think when I think of that, I think of other people being like, oh, that's an excuse by you. Mm-hmm. But I think if we re-flipped that script and we said it's not in the eyes of others to say yeah. what excuses we have, mm-hmm. it's really in our own. Yes. Like you were just saying, you are the only one who can know, like, is this honestly too much right now? Or are you just avoiding mm-hmm. it? You know, are you just avoiding going and moving your body a little bit right now? Would you be able to or genuinely can you not? Yeah. You know? So I think excuse in terms of you just have to be your own self-advocate and keep yourself like yeah. accountable for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't, yeah, but don't have like Jordan Peterson in your head now <laughs> being like, you're mm-hmm. using this as an excuse because other pe- exactly like you just said, Janessa, no one else knows your scale. No one else knows what's going on inside mm-hmm. your body and your mind. Um, so yeah there is a time and a place Mm -hmm. for using your illness as an excuse absolutely yeah also I do have to say I'm gonna just call myself out and put out there I do love a good excuse to not go out of the house um on nights out oh yeah friends will be like we're gonna go do this I'm like I'm really sorry but my fingers are really swollen but they are yeah the truth is they are could I go out yeah (laughs) but I'm gonna stay home and read (laughs) So for me, that is my favorite excuse. Yeah. And I've, now all my friends will know. My <laughs> Calling yourself out on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure they'll forgive you. I'm pretty confident they'll they forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, did you think this was hot or this? Um, it's so funny. Do you think this was hot? <laughs> Look, or not? Um, no. Ultimately, if you take it in like a black and white way, using your illness Mm -hmm. as an excuse is not hot 
if you're going to take it in that literal way you shouldn't really do it i completely agree with his sentiment of mm. don't fall into a victim mentality yeah 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 i think it's like uh i'm like in the medium yeah. like it's hot, like it is hot black and white <laughs> but then it's uh, there's some angstiness in me that's like bitter uh, like cold i guess cold is it hot or not it's a not sorry i'm all bitter and cold, cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> part, of, part of me is like it's kind of not like because it, i think it means more to hear it from someone who has an yes. autoimmune disease or a condition saying like don't use this as an excuse but someone who doesn't have anything that we know of yeah um it can be a little bit like what do you know yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know like, completely so, yeah completely i think it's it's in the middle it's it's food for thought though yes. if anything whether it be hot or not or cold or whatever it was um it definitely has you know made me think of the ways in which I've used excuses um, on my own terms. Yeah, completely. It's just a little room temperature snack for you guys to think about. Yes. A nice 65 degrees. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fahrenheit. <laughs> Wait, Fahrenheit. <laughs> which I think is around 27. No, it can't be 27. Anyway, let's not get let's not get into that again. No. <laughs> let's, let's leave I that can't. right there. Let's leave that right there and move on to the topic of today's episode. Yes. Okay. So the topic of today's episode, we're very excited. So since it's our one year anniversary, I love saying that <laughs> for Wounded Healers podcast. Um, Amy and I were pondering about moments we've really appreciated moments of like having guests on or just moments during episodes that really stuck with us and we wanted to kind of do like a reflection episode reflecting on our past episodes these little nuggets of knowledge that if you hadn't listened to the past year which you should um or you can um if you hadn't now we'll condense it for you <laughs> yeah. so it's like a quick little summary um of all the good yeah these yeah. are the the kind of the quotes and moments that really stuck with us um, and that I think we'd mm -hmm. like to reiterate because they're, they're Definitely. helpful reminders if we do say so ourselves. This is what I did find when I was recording this. I was like, make sure you don't pull out anything you've said, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I You're like and this yeah. is powerful. <laughs> I think I really made an impact when I said no. <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh man, I do have to say like okay, Amy, have you seen the show Survivor? No. I'm... Like oh dang. Okay, maybe I know the concept though. This is like they're on like an, a, a desert island, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And it's like strategy, mm -hmm. like outplay outwit whatever. But at the end of the Survivor season, like the second to last episode um, or so, they all go through this like emotional like moment where they walk through this land and it has these sticks in the ground, these stakes that have people's names on it. And it does these like flashbacks, okay. these montages yeah. of like all the people who are on here. And when I was writing down these quotes, I literally was being so dramatic in my head. I was just like, wow, there's Allie. And just like in my brain, just like playing it like that it was really intense so anyway I'm very excited for this um if you watch Survivor you know what I mean <laughs> um uh, but with that said yeah. <laughs> that intrusive thought that made it out um, <laughs> the silence on my side like, was deafening do we go I'm from like... here <laughs> oh I'm, kidding. I'm kidding I'm oh, kidding oh, I love that okay yeah the first one I picked up was actually um, the mindset episode back way, way back mm. when we were infants um, in our second episode. Um, and it, I actually, <laughs> despite what I just said at the beginning, I think this is <laughs> my own personal quote. <laughs> yes, do it. No, I think, I think we were both talking about it, but we were discussing... Um, when we were first like really in it and how we were bargaining with God, kind of saying, like, I think it was you that initially brought it up, uh, Janessa, and then I kind of ran with it. But um, talking about bargaining with God and what we were willing to like give up in order to feel better um, and having that like lack mindset of like, I'm not gonna get better. Like I'm gonna have to go without. Um, 
and that I wanted to pull out what I think is like my own growth from that in terms of I now do not have any of those like um counter opinions like I'm never I never think like oh I can't have that thing that I want um because like I might flare up like my mindset of being like I'm gonna eat something else Mm. instead that makes me feel so much better and that's gonna like help my body heal um yeah that mindset I'm I have continued to grow out of it and I yeah I thought it was worth bringing up in case anyone else is feeling like that oh no that's definitely um, that's gonna be inspiring because it's hard in the first place to get somewhere where you don't feel like everything is limited now that you are adjusting to a new lifestyle and so exactly it's really refreshing exactly that it's like it doesn't feel like a limitation anymore it just feels like growth and new skills and learning new things and yeah Mm -hmm. I love that I love that and like that actually segues really well into our mental health episode with Allie which I believe was actually like our third or fourth episode so still in our infant yeah you really had that it's one of the things that you know made me really want to do this with you is because you were like I I want to have like serious talks about mental health and I want to have someone moderate them properly like that was one of your like goals from the start when we were first discussing yeah. it um yeah so. I'm still impressed that we like pulled this out on episode three or four like I was like damn we, we were bold we we're coming out of the womb swinging <laughs> that wounded healer's womb um but yeah I loved it because Ali so in the episode she says you know when you're suffering from a chronic illness um, one of the big things you have to grapple with is acceptance. Yeah. And then she said, and then it's grief. Um, she said, grief is a huge one. Grieving the life you once knew. Mm. And I think she worded that so well. Um, and she was talking about, um, Amy had asked, you know, why should people with chronic illnesses go to therapy? Like, what can we get out of it? You mm-hmm. know? And she was elaborating on that quote saying, you know, you really need to work through your grief. Like, it is very normal to grieve who you were and um, and to feel hurt and sad for that person yeah. that's no longer um, going to be the way you, you know, live your life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so beautifully said because it ended with a very hopeful message of, you know, therapy helps you in the ways that you need to be, like, assisted to be able to grieve and then to overcome Mm -hmm. to not stay in the grieving for too long Mm -hmm. and that does just make me think of all the other things that you need to grieve in your life outside of a outside of chronic illness and how many like opportunities we all have to grieve and say goodbye to things whether it's people Mm -hmm. whether it's times in our life different circumstances um and just knowing how to do that properly and just like loving yourself through those moments is probably one of the most like mm-hmm. powerful gifts you could bestow onto yourself because there's there's nothing that's going to help you more than being able to process that well because none of us can do it on our own we're like we're, we're not born with that skill set no yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> not and when you work on that skill set, grief can kind of alchemize into a form of gratitude, I feel mm-hmm. like, meaning you can also feel sad for that person, but also really grateful to where they got you up until this point, you know, what aspects of that past self served you mm-hmm. up until now, um, and then what aspects you're ready to let go and shed. So, yeah, mm. I think I'm a huge therapy advocate get a therapist you'll love it it'll be great <laughs> um yes is when you find the the right to fit it's great yes yeah. um yeah I do agree with that um I also I had some another thing that I called out from Ali's episode was um or two things actually one was talking about maladaptive maladaptive coping skills Um, And how she said that we do these behaviors because they're ways of numbing and they help you get through what is otherwise intolerable. And just, I just really love that quote about the way she so freely acknowledged that 
things that we go through are intolerable, but we do still have to find a way to tolerate them. Um, but also listing out the maladaptive coping skills is like that I think was really powerful because so many so many times we default into behaviors like that without ever questioning why we're doing it and since I'm maybe not going to say like since that episode but like since I've been in therapy or like since I've been getting to know myself more I've just been able to question more and more of my behaviors and I've been able to knock a few on the head and it's just had the most the most greatest <laughs> it's had a really really great um mm-hmm. like impact on my life yeah. yeah I love that I love that and that's like another source of hope another mm. little spark of light yeah in the dark I mean literally like we had that episode and then a few months like I don't know if, like four months later I gave up drinking because Damn. you know it had just <gasps> been in my wow. mind of this is why you're doing this you know so yeah Ali my my sobriety is thanks to you thank you (laughs) I had one more from Ali actually if I can just while we're on the Ali episode um because I I really do think it's worth mentioning um she made a suggestion around asking people what they need when um I think we asked the question like how can people help people like if someone's listening to this and they know that they they're dealing with someone that has a chronic illness or a mental health issue and what should they do and she said ask people what they need rather than making suggestions like unsolicited suggestions and I just wanted to bring that up again because like unsolicited suggestions is just one way to piss people off it really is like the amount of times people are like have you thought about doing this and you're just like fuck off <laughs> what do you know about it <laughs> it's not your business like you know they're the worst mm-hmm. like never make unsolicited suggestions to anyone ever for the rest of your life please because people don't want to hear it so <laughs> keep it to yourself and instead ask people what they need i love that because there's so much more to the to the picture there's so much more to the picture of someone yeah like what meets the eye is only a fraction of somebody's life yeah. and their past and their present. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so who are we to assume that we know what's right for them? We don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, so this one's skipping around a little, but I was very excited when I kind of revisited the climbing episode, yeah. mostly because Edlin and I, we haven't been able to climb much lately mm. because <clears throat> she's working in Santa Cruz right now. Oh. And I'm working over here in the Danza area. So it's been hard to find climbing time, but we're working on it. And one thing she said in her episode was, our, our episode was, she said, I wanted to be on the same level as her. I see you and I'm trying to understand. Let me know if this is how it is. And Mm. I love that because it's so raw and real for Evelyn because she really does care to understand, Mm. like, what it feels like to be in a body that doesn't fully function like hers or like other people's. But she also is trying to be open in her understanding to not just assume what it would be like, Mm -hmm. like we were just saying. Mm -hmm. Like, how is it actually? Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, at the end, she's like, you know, let me know if this is how it is. Meaning, like, she'll literally walk up to a rock climbing hold and be like, do you think you would be able to do this? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And she'll be like, okay. And then I'll do it. And she's like, how does that feel? And I'm like, it doesn't feel good. And she'll be like, okay, how about this? And, like, we work together a lot in those areas and motivate each other. So I'll never – I will never take that for granted. I value that so much. Yeah, it's funny that you called that out because I called out <clears> something <throat> pretty similar from that episode. Um, but it's more because you obviously got emotional, which always always gets me. Um, but you're saying that like there are loads of people that love and care about you and that show you support, but they don't always try to see things from your shoes. And like, isn't that so true? <laughs> I'm, I'm not like that's not like a dig at the people (laughs) you love and care about but like you know generally in life like how you know like the difference between sympathy and empathy you know you know when someone's like Mm -hmm. pitying you versus when someone's trying to understand you 
and the difference it made to you like based on how emotional you got that someone like a a health I don't know if Edlin's really healthy but you know what I mean like someone that doesn't Mm -hmm. face the exact same difficulties as you um really trying to understand that the fact that that moved you so much I think speaks volumes because it's such a sadly like unexpected thing like humans aren't always Mm -hmm. out here doing that anymore um and wouldn't the world be a better place if people were trying to do that more yeah yes definitely yep it just goes again to the whole you know the you only see a fraction of the real big picture Mm -hmm. but also that like in life we all are like the main characters of our little movies Mm -hmm. going on and like when someone takes a second to really understand you they're stepping out of the lens of their life being through their eyes and they're trying to switch it to you Mm -hmm. and um really like you're saying get to know you and understand you which is such a rare thing because we're all living in such a first person world yeah oh my god it, it opens up the narrative aren't we so much though like with the with influencer culture and everything like Mm -hmm. that like it's just the ego is getting absolutely insane it is it's 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 (laughs) (laughs) it is wild (laughs) oh man well i yeah i love that episode i'm so grateful adlin came on i'm so grateful for everyone but adlin was so nervous to come on like she was great i know she's gonna listen to this episode too but you were so nervous that you did so good (laughs) um yeah and then earlier on also i really took some notes from grant's episode which was like a hero with psoriasis which i believe was actually our second guest on the podcast after ali um and grant was talking about like uh, we had asked him kind of how has psoriasis shaped your relationships Mm -hmm. like have you been open about it yeah how do you bring it up yeah and when he was talking about that he kind of came to this um this kind of worded advice words of advice he said the right people in your life or at least the ones i want are understanding of that and are patient and they try to ask and have a conversation about mm-hmm. that and i think that ties so perfectly into the you know stepping away from the first person narrative and like getting to know somebody and understand you know their hurt and um how they are how they're growing and being vulnerable and um I think Grant just said that so wonderfully and I love that he also concluded to that like you don't want people in your life who are gonna just pity you mm-hmm. like we we're saying you want people who are actually gonna converse with you and help you grow yeah he's so pure I love what I love about that episode as well is he's just so nonchalant about so yeah. talking about his psoriasis and I was like oh yeah it doesn't have to be like this big of a deal <laughs> I'm like yeah. why am I making my RA such a big deal <laughs> it doesn't have to yeah. be a big deal like what was like I remember we like yeah. asked him just like do you like tell people straight away that you have it and he was just like yeah why wouldn't I and I was like oh okay yeah <laughs> he really humbled me yes yeah it's a refreshing take yeah. on um something that's kind of out of your hands to a certain extent mm-hmm. yeah should we talk about your episode with zach because well because that yes. i mean i think that really was the first time i'd ever heard a partner of someone with an illness mm-hmm. talking about it and like that not to say like he's coaching you but you know like when he literally turned yeah. up like only to talk about it um, so I really loved to hear that. Um, and I think I think I was single at the time. So I was, you know, very... Yeah, you were just starting to date. Yeah, very inspirational right? for me. Um, but one of, the, one of my favorite snippets of that was um, he was talking about the ways that he, like, posit- tries to positively reinforce you when you're down. Um, and he pulled out this thing around do you remember when you were doing that journaling and it really helped you? And like, that's the way he delivers suggestions to you, kind of leading on to what we were just saying about never make unsolicited suggestions. If you're going to do it, that is such a beautiful way to present it. Like, rather than being like, you should, I think you should, wouldn't it be better if you, all horrible ways to start a sentence Mm. but to take someone back to being like 
do you remember how good you felt when this when you were doing this let's do it again um I love you know me I love a tangible suggestion I love a tangible takeaway mm-hmm. um so yeah I thought that was a really fun tangible takeaway Aww. oh I love that yes and it just reminds me of his mom too because like his mom's really good at um saying like tell me more about that or mm-hmm. having open-ended questions mm-hmm. like or I'd like to know more about that um which I really value yeah. because it makes you feel very uh, seen and like heard when someone's talking to you and you're telling them something that excites you or just something difficult you're going through and they say, oh, tell me a little bit more about that. And you're just like, I will. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> I love it's very that. Comforting. I'm going to make that one of my New Year's resolutions for next year to ask mm-hmm. more or to learn more open-ended questions and try and use them yeah. more. Because yeah, that's such a great way to make people feel seen. Mm-hmm. and you know okay I will give Zach another shout out here he um there was a quote that we were discussing kind of how difficult the first couple of years were yeah. with my diagnosis and just my mental health everything and he said um that was a difficult time um thinking back on it it's the hardest thing I've been through um in a relationship or any relationship but going through those things is what makes you closer and he's like to the person and it strengthens our relationship even though it was so tough at the time and I love that because it's kind of like we're just talking about the hot or not like there are ways to hop around things in a relationship and to stay kosher and to keep things you know very peachy keen I don't know how to Mm -hmm. put it just to keep it copacetic and like not make waves in a relationship um and if we are stifling ourselves and who we really are in the relationship, mm-hmm. we'll never be fully satisfied mm-hmm. because it means that that person might fall in love with literally like an illusion of who we are. Yeah. Like if you're not bringing your real self to your relationship, you're funny, you're weird, you're mm-hmm. sad, you're hurt, you're anger, um, mm-hmm. you know, then you're not really fully showing them who you Mm. are and it's a disservice to not only you but to your partner and so with Zach the crazy thing is I couldn't conceptualize that at that time it's just I was so hurt and so just devastated that I couldn't hide anything I didn't have any energy to hide anything and that time I literally felt like it was good for nothing in the moment but now that I look back on it that was such a strange strange I hate calling it a gift but it was a strange gift because Zach saw me at my very Mm -hmm. worst for the first two years of our relationship and it has just gone up from there because he did not he did not flinch he did not back away he did not um lose faith in in us or me so it was just yeah oh very much appreciated such an icon (laughs) he's he's so iconic for that (laughs) um yeah that's so so kind of an interesting debate topic Mm -hmm. what you were saying around like if you aren't angry or you know if you aren't angry with yourself humorous whatever any of those things in a relationship then how's the person get to know you which is really valuable but the flip side of that is Mm -hmm should you not kind of tame yourself to make other people in order to have a really healthy productive relationship if if you know some of your behavior isn't productive is it Mm -hmm. not the right thing to tone that down in order yeah what are your thoughts just when you said that I was just like that's interesting let's discuss I think my thoughts are, and it used to be like, you know, don't give all your cards away, whether it be how you are when you're angry, how you are when you're sad. But now the point of my, my life is that um, I think if you're not willing to show the person those aspects because they're very intense, then that is your red flag for yourself and your signal that you need to do work. You need to work on yourself more. And um, meaning when you find a partner who um is and not that everyone will find this type of partner or that they need it but if you are looking 
for a partner who can hold space for you during a variety of emotions and feelings and phases of life, um, then you you do need to be able to present yourself in a relationship with openness, um, even when you're angry, mm-hmm. with openness to say, hey, let's take a deep breath or let's come back to this or I'm really frustrated right now and I can't. Something that's so valuable is saying, I feel so angry or frustrated right now that I really can't put you know thoughts to my feelings Mm -hmm. and I can't be productive right now can we come back to this topic later tonight over dinner yeah and like can we actually sit down and go through this um I think that's very valuable and yeah I don't think that I think if you feel you need to dull yourself or hide something from a partner partners or friends you need to really consider what what is the core issue there is it vulnerability that you've been super wounded when you've been vulnerable Mm. or is it that you're worried that they're gonna they're gonna run if they really see you okay um I don't know I think if if you feel that I would just suggest go go deeper within okay because we can't assume how our partner would respond or even feel Mm -hmm. about us at our fullest capacity Mm -hmm. thank you I've had to do a lot of that too I will say (laughs) It's been a lot of like, oh, snap, Janessa. Yeah. Well, because you've got spicy. Um, yeah, because when I get angry, um, which is very rare and it's a newer thing for me, um, in the past I've internalized anger as sadness. And so I would just start, you know, having these moments kind of in the room and I would try not to let Zach see me cry. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with him. It would be like how frustrated I was or angry with like a coworker yeah. or a job thing or my parents like we got into an argument Mm -hmm. and I would shut myself away in the room and cry and Zach would be like hey like I'd like to come in I'd be like leave me alone you know and like then finally I was just like okay you can come in and I'm just like crying and he's like well what's going on Mm -hmm. you know and you just start to say oh my god like I just like am really angry with this or I'm really frustrated with this and then you know it's just I don't know. I, I feel that that has, at least for me, really opened something up. And that's the thing. It would never be divisive, at least for my partner. He would never say, you're unstable. Yeah. Or, you know, you're too emotional. You're too this. You're too that. He just is. Um, I think he'd be like, you're a human. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's interesting. I... Yeah, I definitely think I'm still in the mm-hmm. internalizing anger or sadness, but not even like mm-hmm. sadness, just like, like I don't even feel sad, but I just cry. But I don't feel yeah. like sad or down. I'm just like cry of frustration. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I have some work to do on getting angry. Oh, we all do. Because it's not good for you to not be angry. Yeah. It's yeah. not good for you to just That's cry true. and never express yourself. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Express yourself. <laughs> anyway, I liked that question though. I think that was um, hard hitting in the right way. Kind of like our hot or not where it's a year in, you guys know us and we're going to ask those questions. I feel that people want to ask, but they so shy away from mm. out of worry about like what the other person would say or like recoil. And, um, and I love that this is a space where we don't recoil from each other's tough questions and or good insights um yeah I think it's valuable yes this is it wounded healers 2.0 we're big girls now we're big girls now we're gonna be um, we're not infants challenging (laughs) (laughs) just not too much much. (laughs) um another thing I loved was when on our nutrition episode one of my favorite takeaways Mm -hmm. from that was treating our inner body is like an ecosystem that we need to take care of I've thought about that very frequently since we had that episode um because just what an amazing way to treat your body right is like treating it like the living thing that it already is I'm like I was just gonna say treating it like a living thing but I was like oh wait it literally is already (laughs) you don't even have to treat it like one it just is one um but how often do we forget that it's a living thing i'm just like this lump of flesh that i'm getting sick of (laughs) i'm sick of you um but yeah no i love the idea of it being like a a fragile vulnerable thing 
um that's beautiful in the way that you were kind of describing that ecosystem um is like a really really great thing to keep front of mind I think in your everyday oh I'm so glad you I'm so glad you like that mm. because it just that hit me so hard too because I didn't think of my body as like its own ecosystem and it's just weird it still trips me out to think I'm hosting bacteria and I'm I'm hosting all these other living organisms within my body that I'm like not fully aware of but they're actually like very much helping me yeah. for the most part so yeah I love that I love to keep this this little body you know you know running smoothly as smoothly as it can <laughs> Yeah, Keep that welcome ecosystem home, happy. bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I yep. think we should do a body image um, episode. So mm-hmm. we haven't really done that. We did like beauty standards, mm-hmm. but we haven't done like struggles yeah. with body image. I think that'd be a really good Which one is, coming up. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and I, yeah, I would love to do that. And like speaking of bodies, this is actually, so we did an episode different from body image but similar in the ways that it can be uncomfortable to talk about was we did episodes on sex yes and specifically you know sex with um limited mobility Mm -hmm. and or disabilities and or with partners or a partner um and joey they were our guests and uh, something that stood out to me is they quoted someone i think named kaylee tanner um who is a queer like sex therapist um, but after they quoted Kaylee Tanner, Joey said, everything in between sex is foreplay. And they said that they loved that and it really resonated with them because it means all the small interactions we're having with ourselves and with our partners or partners are just setting the stage for safety, consent, pleasure, eroticism, um, for when we are getting ready to have sex mm-hmm. or whatever we define as sex mm-hmm. and this actually this hit me mm-hmm. <laughs> just recently this quote from them because I okay so like we said I'm reading Akatar <laughs> <laughs> and and so literally <laughs> you're being basically like through these little things that the characters do for each other, I'm not going to say much because I cannot ruin this for anyone listen- like listening who's reading. I will not do that to you. But they- there are little moments where you don't think they mean anything, and then later in the books, you're like, oh my god, that's why they said that, or that's why this. But all of that, those interactions literally do make the foreground for your experience mm-hmm. with a partner or partners. Mm-hmm. And so the little things do matter and I think that's really beautiful because it doesn't always have to end up being sexual yeah but just knowing that each relationship whether it be friend family or whatnot your small moments your small interactions they do amount to something yeah they are meaningful yeah and I I think there's nothing truer than in sex like sex Mm -hmm. becomes so complementalized it's like okay now like whatever we've done work we've done this we've been to the gym dinner like mm-hmm. should we have sex now okay and then like you know you you do a, mm-hmm. you do a sex session then you're like back to the tv and it like just becomes mm-hmm. that and it becomes like an other thing it becomes like mm-hmm. an activity um but yeah it's so much more fun when you're thinking about everyday things becoming foreplay exactly like joey said yeah and like there's nothing worse like you know when you've been in a long-term relationship and it becomes i talk like on from my own personal experience but also like i think this is more maybe a straight couple thing but it becomes like so transactional normally led by the male sorry to generalize but you know like they give you Mm -hmm. nothing they give you absolutely nothing and then you're like in bed and they're like do you want to give me something and you're like you haven't given me anything buddy yeah <laughs> you've been doing nothing um I do think that's like something that you can really fall into in long-term relationships um so yeah mm-hmm. for everyone to keep it front of mind that it has to be mm-hmm. an all the time well it doesn't have to be but like it's fun to make it an all the time thing um, is a yeah. really, really great bit of advice. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And also that's like, that goes for the hard hitting question too, is like, 
if you feel you can't fully express yourself during sex, mm. um, then babe, let's let's do some work there because you deserve to have the most amazing sex ever. So you do, yeah. you do. Well, shout out to you all. But it's not normal for us. Like we haven't been. I, mean, I think we probably touched on this during that episode, but we either have like you shouldn't do anything to do with sex because you're like a good girl. You have that narrative of like, sex isn't mm-hmm. really for you. Don't get into it. Don't do anything. Don't touch yourself. Don't touch anyone else. Like <laughs> all of that. <laughs> or it's like uh-huh. porn and you know, there's girls like being done up the ass by multiple men. And you're like, none, neither of those quite feel right to me. <laughs> you're like, no, you're neither. like, I kind of want to touch myself, but. I don't want to be a glory hole. So like, where am I fooling in this? And I, don't you want, just don't... I don't want to be a glory hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know? So and like, good. it's like, where's that demonstrated yeah. to us? Akatar, for one, is where, it's, is where it's demonstrated to us. Like, good, fantasy. like, yeah, fan, get in the fantasy novels, but like, just good, wholesome, mm-hmm. loving sex with a partner. So hard mm-hmm. to find examples of that. So you really do, you really have to like, ask yourself what you need mm-hmm. and just shut out other um influences yeah. absolutely oh i love that i'm excited for you all <laughs> go have great sex i'm so excited <laughs> for you <laughs> so excited for the whole world oh. to have great sex i hope so everyone needs like come on everyone, everyone needs had it. great sex in the whole world we'd just be like, so give, much happier give it to us everyone deserves it everyone yeah. needs it <laughs> Give it to us. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And so it's so funny because the the next quote I have on my sheet is about astrology. It has nothing to do with sex, but I guess we'll simmer it down into astrology. (laughs) But Erin came on, um, Erin Wage, and um, she something that really stood out to me is she said medical astrology was the norm at one point and then she went on to say like in renaissance times Mm -hmm. a doctor or any other kind of physician would have to have had training in astrology um in order to be able to practice with patients and that kind of just blew my mind because i you know the way we view doctors is so different <gasps> so these days different. and we just yeah and we just did that episode last yeah. week on how to talk to your doctor and you know i can't even imagine just on a humorous note like walking in and then being like so what's your sign and me being like i'm a gemini you know Can you <laughs> they're like all right have those hands you know before they treat <laughs> but, you um, they're like where were you born yeah. and at what time <laughs> at what time no <laughs> So I literally was just like, wow, what a different world that must have been. Yeah. But also what a more, um, I don't know for sure, but like in my mind, I could imagine that being more of like a human centered um, experience. Mm. Like you're really, you know, trying to understand more about the person, yeah. not the, just the condition. Yeah. And it's getting away from the black and white and like getting mm-hmm. away from the textbook of it all. Because like there will be people that will counteract that quote and say, well, I think a few more people died in the Renaissance time (laughs) through illness and sickness. Oh, totally. And maybe they're right. Like maybe astrology isn't (laughs) isn't being a doctor, but it's the concept of like getting to know the person of being open-minded to solutions of like having a bit of romance about it. Or no, not not our traditional sense of romance, but you know, just having some mysticism within Mm -hmm. it not just like well my computer doesn't say that's correct so i'm sorry that can't be one of your symptoms (laughs) so no sorry that's not listed on our list of symptoms so it's not a symptom bye bye yeah (laughs) just like yeah having the open-mindedness completely Mm -hmm. definitely yeah so i i do I do love that. I think that's really interesting. And just that whole episode for me was so fun. It was so like selfishly fun because I was just like, I want to know these things. Like, and I think our listeners do, but I do for sure. And I was like, I got it. The listeners can take it or leave it. I need to know. Yeah. I'm like, please (laughs) tell me. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And yeah, it's kind of wild. I think that that actually all those quotes cover our guests we had on this year. Mm. And um, honestly, for the first year of doing this, I'm really 
I'm really excited about the guests we had on. You know, I feel like we we really uh, we really brought something here. <laughs> we brought some people who were near and dear to us, some people who we we're still, you know, like getting to know, all kinds of stuff. And um, but one thing that's a common thread through everyone who came on is that everyone I feel who came on as a guest was open, and they yeah. were not afraid to just like tell you their perspective Mm -hmm. and I find that so valuable like no one tiptoed everyone was very like yeah all right here's my experience or here's what I'd suggest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I wish I had more confidence to be like that in real life and I wish more people were Mm -hmm. like that in real in real life like like this podcast isn't real (laughs) I'm like I've entered an alternative state that isn't my real life when I record this um but yeah you know I wish um I wish more people had that ethos and I wish I was bringing that ethos more into my everyday life rather than being Mm -hmm. afraid of what people would think yeah yeah definitely yeah Uh, I hope I hope we help you feel less afraid of what other people might think I hope we help you feel more confident those of you that listen to us Mm -hmm. definitely and again I know we've said it before but you're reaching out to us like letting us know what you five episodes also just telling us like we've gotten so many beautiful messages from people this year mm. who have just said like this was really touching to me or when you said this it resonated yeah. and um yeah please keep letting us know that because that really fills our hearts and just helps us kind of also have an idea of what best speaks to you mm. all and so it's very helpful and um yeah it just I can't I can't even put words to it but it really just does mean a lot to me on a human level that like we may not have met you all yet you know um well clearly <laughs> but <laughs> or any you know, of you <laughs> <laughs> any of you but you really do have a place in in my heart yeah. at least in our hearts because um you're a part of this community and it wouldn't be the same without you so even though I don't know you I feel like I feel like I know you <laughs> yeah completely I absolutely feel like that and I would like to know you um and yeah I also would like to know if there's anything that you want us to do in the next year of the wounded healers if there's any yes. guests you'd like to hear from that would be cool mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> yeah Goodness that'd be cool <laughs> yep <laughs> Anyway, well, that wraps up our one-year episode, everybody. Thank you so, so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, We look forward to seeing you back here in two weeks for year two of Wounded Healers podcast. Um, And until then, (laughs) remember to let the light in. Bye. Bye.